The Fake Show is brought to you by Threads of Envy, the law firm of Hutchison and Stefan, the Craft House Brewery, the Tone Factory Recording Studio, Moonshot.com T-shirt designs, and by Mr. Antenna. Now your host, Jim Tofty. Hard to believe, but Howard Jones burst onto the music scene 40 years ago with his first hit, New Song, and really became associated with the second British invasion of the U.S., Thanks to his songwriting and synthesizers, he has sold over 8 million albums worldwide and performed at the historic Live Aid concert in 1985. Howard has a fairly recent album to talk about and a brand new tour as well as I've got him on the line right now in the UK. Uh, hi, Jim. Hi, hi, Howard. I'm great. Thank you. Welcome back to the show. I spoke with Terry Nunn of Berlin recently, and she said she is so excited about going on summer tour with you and Culture Club. I'm assuming you feel the same way. I I absolutely do. Yeah, Um, I've seen I've seen Terry perform, and she's amazing and totally charismatic and really gives it some energy. It's like really wonderful. So, um, and I know George, you know from from lots of loads of occasions so I, I, I was waiting for the right lineup to, to, to be offered to me because I was asked to be on quite a few tours during this summer but as soon as I heard this lineup I thought oh yeah this is going to be a great night for the fans and, and um, all those great songs that you're going to hear and yeah um, perfect summer gig <laughs> indeed indeed and so do you look at other bands that were offered and go Nah, i don't think i really want to do it with those guys yeah yeah i think you know you, it, it, it's about it's about the fit really isn't it you know um, yeah and i think that, that all these all three of us you know the, the music you know uh, has a connection and so the people will will feel that and you know they'll get a great experience that night is there room for one or the other to jump on stage with the other band and maybe do the odd song with each other <laughs> um you know it's really it's quite it's quite difficult to to predict where, uh, where uh, that i i I'm, I'm not i'm not counting on it i mean some i mean right. there's been quite a few tours i've done recently where in the end we, we we've ended up jumping on stage with each other but i it just depends how people feel and, you know, um, what the timings are and, you know, uh, yeah, I, 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 I wouldn't, I, I, it's probably unlikely, but um, I'm, I'm, I'm ever hopeful. <laughs> we, yeah, well, when your first hit song, New Song, came on the radio, I was just starting in radio, it sounded so fresh, and I'm wondering if there was if there were other bands that were influencing you at the time, or was it kind of a, a David Bowie thing in the back of your mind? What was going on with your compositions? Um, well, you know, I mean, I, I don't know. I think if you listen to New Song in comparison to what was coming out at the time, it's quite different. I mean, it was using yeah. synthesizers and, and drum machines, I think, but it's also got like a sort of traditional song structure and it's got this, you know, big synth theme um, as almost like a chorus. And so I, 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 I mean, I, I, was, I was out playing tiny little places, you know, building up a following for about two or three years and with the one-man electronic band. So I was trying out all these new songs I was writing directly in front of the audience so i could tell which things they were really liking and which things are you know maybe you know not so good so it was like i got this real-time feedback about all this. and the first time i played a new song the uh the audience went nuts 
and I had to play it several times that night. I remember people just wanted to hear it again and again. So I thought, oh well, this is this is going to fly. You know, if I ever get the chance to get signed <laughs> to a, a label, um, you know, it's, it's going to work. And fortunately, that's in the end, that's what happened. It's really right. interesting too the way you describe how you would do it because it sounds like. A comedian, doesn't it, who'd go on stage at different clubs and work yeah. out his comedy before th- getting his yeah. full uh, act together? Yeah, yeah, it was like it was like very, very much, you know, um, real time feedback on because I was like at home working on my on on on, on new songs and work, and then taking it out that night and playing it immediately to the audience. It was the most. Uh, dynamic, you know, organic um, experience, really, for developing what, what I was doing. Howard, I recently heard Paul McCartney say, and I've heard this before, uh, that they weren't going to come over to the States until the Beatles had a number one hit. Were you uh, of that mind, or was MTV also already, you know, projecting you guys as hit makers at that point? Well, you know, I, I, I've i been fortunate, to, you know, to have... You know, new song was such a big hit in the UK straight yeah. away, um, and also you know we were we made a video right from the get go. We made a, a video for new song, and it was a sort of autobiographical story of me working in the factory and and all that. And I think that combination of MTV exploding and people being able to see what you look like and you know what you were about and hearing the music and then and then all the radio support that I had because I was playing you know we we, we, we tried to, to, to tour in uh, in the States in parallel with the UK because I wanted to you know I wanted to do well in, in, in the USA because I I lived in North America when I was a kid and grew up with American radio so I, I was yeah. determined to, to be successful here so um, yeah it was all, you know all those things combined we had I had, had a new sound using synth drum machines you know MTV, that it was the mix of all those things, I think, that, that's worked. Yeah. Um, I saw an interview with an American electronic artist called BT that who said that you had influenced him immensely in the work that he does. In fact, I think you have worked with him, have you not? Yes, yes I have. I've, we've become really good friends. Um, yeah. He's an amazing artist. I've learned so much from him now as well, because he's a total pioneer. Um, in, in, the, in the electronic music field um, and you know technology, um, but amazing guy. So it's a very much a sort of a two-way <laughs> process. Uh-huh. You know, uh, if I inspired him, that's wonderful. I'm so proud about that. But then you know he has inspired me with his amazing pioneering work as well. When you were getting all those hits on the charts back in those days and you're appearing on shows like Top of the Pops, I imagine you had some really fun conversations with other bands backstage. What what do you recall about that? Um, Well, you know, it was was very... um, I don't remember... I've met people more and been able to have conversations with them in recent times. Yes. And in those early days, because in those early days, it was honestly, it was frantic. You were going right. from, for, for, for one thing, you'd, like, you'd be due to the pops, and you'd be straight out the door onto a plane, going to do a TV in Italy or something, yep. or flying to America to do a tour. It was like, it was literally three, six, five days a year, there was something. Even on Christmas Day, I was doing something in a hospital somewhere for, 
you know, to cheer up the kids. Amazing. Uh, uh, and it was, it was, um, so I didn't really, you know, get much sort of connection with other artists at that time. I have recent, you know, in more recent times. And like, for instance, I can give you an example. I, I should have been on the Band-Aid record, you know, because I was one of those artists who, but I, I yeah. just didn't, I wasn't communicating with the people at the time to be in that place, to be asked to do it. So, but I obviously got to do Live Aid um, in the end, so that was great. But I really should have been singing on Band-Aid as well, but I just didn't have that connection with, with my contemporaries, which I should have worked on a bit more. <laughs> uh, yeah, and like you say, it, everything was moving so fast back in those yeah. days. You, yeah. you would have a tendency to miss things here and there. You yeah. well, yeah. you continue to write, record, and tour to this day. Obviously, you ha- you continue also to work and rehearse every day. I've talked yeah. to many bands, and and they say that that is a, a huge part now of of what they do. You've got to do it every day. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. And um, there's there, there's sort of three things I work on. Is like you know, I'm, I mean, you need to stay fit because um, you know you're out there and you're you know leaping around and and so. You'll be fairly close to here August 18th at the Talking Stick Resort Amphitheater in Phoenix, Arizona, Howard Jones Culture Club in Berlin on the Letting It Go show summer tour. And you can get tour dates and tickets at LiveNation.com or at HowardJones.com. Howard, as always, it's it's fun to talk to you. I enjoyed it. Thanks so much. Thank you very much for doing the interview, Jim. Thank you. Howard's just one of the most positive guys in the music business. Just great. I've seen him many times, and he's always brilliant. That finishes this episode of The Fake Show Podcast. Thanks for listening. I'm Jim Tofty. I'll see you next time. Listen to The Fake Show anywhere on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, and thefakeshow.com. Yeah.